0: Topic. All right, let's get it. All right, so cool. What up, Nation? What's going on? We're going to have, a, it's an open forum. we will have an open discussion about breaking out records because that is the biggest topic. I'm excited. We are winding down. and are talk about breaking out records and building infrastructure. Now we're going to kind of go into it. Once to get all my panels? See everybody here. I wanted the last conversation to be more of an open form so we can really talk. Hey, these are conversations that kind of need to get out the way. I see a lot of artists in the building. What's your name? I, you into Brockley City? I know you because you do rock and I like your music. I do, I do. I really like it. Yeah, yes, you can. No, this is break your records. Building infrastructure will be next. All right, so. As we wind down, I want to introduce my panelists, and I always got to bring a lot of energy to the table. All right, I'm going to start from this side. It's 5 o'clock in the morning. Where you going to be? 5 o'clock in the morning. Where you going to be? Shout out to Nonchalant. She had one of the biggest hits out of this area. Clap it up. Legendary. We need to get people, they what? They flowers. And that's what this is about. That's everybody. Even if you're not on the panel, your flowers is here. I am giving it to y'all. Y'all have made it here. And that is a lot. We have been through a lot. We lost people and now we back. Second up, I mess up aunt name all the time. DJ Murata, my, my one of my best friends. Tour DJ, curator, sound engineer, with link. He hated me for me to mention that. Like I'm mentioning that, bro. But he has worked with a lot of people, Little Nye and all that, in the clubs, Joy Club and all that. Next up is Malcolm X. I have already introduced him, but if I need to introduce him again, he is radio personality. He's also a producer, and now he is owner of WEG Studios. How many of y'all heard of WEG Studios? All right, well, let me tell you about it. You remember the old BT joint? Now Malcolm owns it. It is a part of infrastructure, okay? So we got a place now that we got to support, all right? But Malcolm also does the crank session. On 93.9, and we talk about hits all the time. Next up, this is real special, okay? I met him. This is how, this is about relationships and just talking and opening your mouth and having something too. Because you can't see, if you see somebody, you're like, oh, I wanna just talk. You don't have anything for him. How can you connect? Wait till you got something and then connect. We got something good. I got a conference. So I was like, i am pitch the conference, see if we come. That's what happened, right? We have Kev, Be More Kev from 300 Entertainment, okay? There's a lot of good things, working with No Savage right now, doing marketing, so he's actively trying to break records. We got Nucci, my guy. Nucci show up for me all the time. Ain't gotta ask twice, don't gotta ask three times. We are currently, Nucci has been in May sessions, he has a record called Move. Anybody heard the Move record? Okay, if you ain't heard it, we trying to break it. We trying to break it. We've put him in May sessions, we put him on the radio. We are trying to actually break this record. Shout outs to uh, Booby, his father, Free Booby. If y'all walked in and y'all see the sign up, make sure y'all know. Um, Top Dollar. My guy, I've been with Top Dollar. He's an artist, a recording artist, fashion designer, just a lot of different things. Go, 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 go representative. But we've also have. Push records together and I Got Ice was one of them. I Got Ice was a huge DMV single. All right, y'all ready? Cool. I'm only gonna ask a few and then I'm gonna open it up and we're gonna get spicy. All right, so breaking records. In your opinion, what's a good record? How do you know a hit record? I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start, that's why I asked. I'm gonna start with nonchalant. How do you know a good record nonchalant? How did you know five o'clock in the morning was it?
1: If a five-year-old will sing your record, it's a great record. Most of the time, five-year-olds will pick a record, even when it's something that they shouldn't hear. A lot of times they're hearing it anyway. So if they're singing your record, then you got one. That's simple as that. Most of the the time. And five o'clock, of course, no five-year-olds were out at 5 a.m., but they could sing the hook to five o'clock. Their parents knew what it was talking about, but they, all they knew is five o'clock. That's all they knew. And I have people to this day who say that they were that age. I was seven years old or I was nine years old. Or I was whatever that age saying, I love your record. Now I know what your record is about and it means a lot to me, but they had no idea. They just like the hook. So yeah, if a child sings your record, then yeah,
0: you got one. Uh. I'm going to ask Kev. Kev, how do you know a hit record?
2: Um, How you guys doing? My name's Kevin. I would say uh, just from being around, like being able to, like, say we have a song in D.C. um, You go to different spots. You go to different lounges, different clubs, and you play that song. And if you see that, okay, I'm in north, I'm in south, west, east, and that song is getting a reaction from people in different regions, not different regions, but different cities or towns and it's getting that reaction from the east side from the west side from the north side from the south side you know you kind of got something and you could kind of build around that so um that's kind of what i go off of um when i'm in new york if we're going uptown or we're down uh we're in brooklyn or we're in the bronx or we're in manhattan if all three of those spots and those people know that song and they're rocking with it then we kind of know that's okay new york we got new york let's kind of start moving out so um that yep yeah.
0: Malcolm, how do you know a hit record in top? I'm going to
3: come to y'all, Nucci. Right. Um, if it doesn't hit me within the first five seconds, I know it's not a hit. But when I know when as soon as I turn that song on and I feel something, because you got to understand, music is not a tangible art form. You can't touch a waveform. You can't touch an MP3. Especially nowadays, you, you don't have access to the actual record. So it's not physically tangible at all. So to have a physical reaction to it instantly, it's a hit to me. And typically within the first five to ten seconds, if I feel that, then I know it's something. And then from a DJ perspective, when I play a record and I see people react to it kind of instantly, as Kev said, that's when I know.
0: All right. So my question gonna be a little different from y'all because y'all are artists. And I mean, Nonchalance are artists, too. I mean, I guess everybody is some of the artists up here. Right. But do you think their answers are subjective? Like, because when you go in the studio, how do you know? Do you ever think like, oh, this is hit? oh this is a hit what do you think oh this is a good record
4: uh i agree with everything they said like nonchalant she said if a fayo uh could sing it it's kind of like a b c d or you know what i'm saying like the tunes where you can sing along somebody can sing along to it I also um like they said like i feel like if it can't compete with hits that's already out on the radio you know what i'm saying like fuzz BPMs and stuff like that and if it make you feel good, everybody want to feel good, so if everybody can feel good to your record, I feel as though it's a hit. But when I go in the studio, that's how I look at, it. like, if it make me feel good, I'm like, all right, this joint might go, you know what I'm saying?
5: Uh, what was the, f- the first question?
0: What do you think a hit? How do you know it's a hit? And then I asked you, do you think their answers are subjective because do you go in the studio and think hit? Or is this a hit Like when you make movies Like ah oh, it's a hit Or it's just like Ah oh, it's a good song I mean I know you think All your music is hit Right but
5: Nah I don't I don't think that All my music is hit And usually I'm in the studio By myself When I make my songs Like I don't produce my music But I engineer the session So a lot of times I'm, It's just me And I, I, I done grew to be My own biggest critic So when I'm hearing something I'm like I'm, I'm also I also DJ too So my my I'm always listening like, I, I understand the, the sound of what, like what Malcolm said, like in that first five, that first five seconds. Like, if, if it don't got me, it ain't going to be one. You know what I'm saying? I don't never go into, even with the, the thought process of trying to make a hit when you make making music. I just go off what, what it feel like, What's you know what I'm saying, what's going on in my life. I guess that was my right, you know next question,
0: too. Like, we keep using this word hit, right? Hit, 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 hit. Is is that something we need to take out our vocabulary? Is it just good music? What's up, Chubbs? You want to join us? We got Chubbs. he's swag, man. If y'all know him. One of the biggest DJs. He go West Coast, East Coast, so he can talk about that coalition and what that means to take your music from East Coast to West Coast and how to break it there. But do you? Th- he like that? <laughs> do we? Do we need to take hits out of the conversation? No, I
5: don't think you need to take hit out of the conversation because I do. I do feel like the word is subjective. It's like saying somebody's pretty you know what i'm saying a hit once 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 you get like platinum and gold yeah you know, they got certifications for certain stuff but it's also just like with the word rapper everybody's a rapper as soon as you make a song you know what i'm saying you don't need any credentials to get in this industry you know what i'm saying so it's just certain things that you got to go by so you know what i'm saying they got certifications this this is a 6 times platinum hit you know what i'm saying this is a gold hit but you also got hood hits. You got shit that's gonna be in the club. You got shit that's in this specific area. You got a jump that they could play only in New York clubs, only in Atlanta clubs, only in DC clubs. But they got jumps that transcend from them areas that become, you know what I'm saying? Not necessarily global hits, but I've heard Sexy Lady in a bunch of other cities. I don't know the certification on Sexy Lady, even if you can stream it, but you know what I'm saying? People know that shit. So a hit is definitely subjective, but I don't think it should be removed from the vocabulary.
0: Okay, so I'm going to go back to Nonchalant and I want to know what was the process of five o'clock in the morning? Like, how did it break? How did it get so big? I mean, was it labels or? It it was a team. and, and, And of course, I mean, for
1: those of whom who might not know, this record came out in 1996. So this is a time of boots on the ground. This is not a time of social media. This is not a time of, you know, clicking a like. This is a time of people had to actually physically get up and go to a store and purchase your record. So this is a record that's sold now a million copies. That means that people actually got up, at least one million people actually physically got up and went to get this record. So you all are in a different time where you have, of course, the luxury of, the click, the download, the whatever. But with that being said, you also have the competition of a million other people having access to that in only a few seconds to get the attention of. So you do a home... For me, I would say at this point in time, you do a home test. Everybody... I don't know anybody's going in the studio and say I'm going to make a couple of all right records and, and then two hits. I don't know that nobody's that's doing that. So you go in there. So I would say that when you're making these records, you know there there's there certain genres. You, you want your records to be played with certain people. It's a certain type of music that you're making. I did a thing a couple of years ago called RPM, Record Pool Mixes, here in the city. The goal of that... Record pool was for the record to be broken the same way 5 o'clock was. 5 o'clock was broken in a room full of DJs in a record pool meeting and the next record that they broke was California Love by Dr. Dre. So the DJ set in and they brought these records in and they say this is nonchalant. This is a new artist, and we have her 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 new record, and we're gonna play it for you right now. And it was a room full of DJs, and they all listened and they all had opinions. They all was like, yeah, it's a cool record. Some of them liked it, some of them didn't. It was that situation. So you have your own record pool right now. You know what you, you let's say you have an artist in your head that you want to you let's say you want your record to be playing the same time um they playing a Yeezy record. You take your record. And at home, don't wait for the DJ to do it because he—you—you you want him to throw your record on behind Yeezy, but is it at that caliber? Let you listen to a couple of records and then throw your record on right behind that. Do you get that same feeling? Did 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 it did it match the, the feeling that ye, your own record was it making you feel like the Yeezy record that you love? If it's not making you feel that way, why would it make them feel that way or the crowd feel that way? Take your record, listen to it and leave it for a couple of days. I know people I've been in in, 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 and when I was really, really doing it, every time I get in the car, I'm listening to your music. I don't want to hear your music every time you walk driving around listening to it all the time. Take a break from your own music and then go back and listen to it for the first time a week later after this record. It's like, damn, I wish I would have said something else. Well, I, I wanted to go left, and the record went right. What made me do that? Take a break from it. Those sorts of things, those types of tests. But for me, when they broke my record, it was this is nonchalant. The artist, I'm sitting here. Nobody knows me. We about to put a record on, and either they're gonna like the record, or they're not gonna like it. And they told me whether they liked the record right then. They were like, "It's a cool record." Oh, I really like this record. But it was a it was a it was a boots on the ground situation. It was it was. Throw it up against the wall and see if it sticks situation back then. You have the luxury of taking your time. You don't have any gatekeepers. You don't have anybody to tell you when you can put your record out. You don't have anybody to tell you You can walk right up to the DJs. They want to see you back in the day. They don't come to the booth. Don't come to the booth to talk to me about nothing. Some people are still like that. Some DJs are still like that. But you have DJs that want you to come and hang out with them and and, and bring them a shot and, you know, whatever, shoot, whatever. Not too much because they DJing, but come out and support. You come out and support them, then they'll be more prone to listen to that record after you've done your own test. Test your own record up against Somebody that you love. And if it don't make you feel the same, then you know you're not ready. Don't take it to them hoping that they can break something you not feeling yourself. They're not going to do it. So that's what that's what I did. It was a yeah, long yeah. question, but nah, that's what that they was, did. They, they stuck it up that against
0: the wall. It, see that, that, I, man, that was great knowledge, man. That was. So, yeah, next, and I'm going to ask the same question to the DJs, like Malcolm, what is your process? Marada, was y'all did go, I mean, y'all did crew. Um, and I know people are tired of talking about crew, but. That's what we have Our measurement at Other than pressure Pressure's doing really well I don't know Wale's poke Crew is what we yeah. have
6: I mean I think To to what Nonchalant said Is like We kind of just Painted a moment In our mind So like When you When you listen Into your record Or you create a record And you feel like It's a hit Right so once you've Gotten past the point Where you've got given it your test And you feel like This is a hit Now paint the moment You're in the club Or we're in a festival Wherever we are Do you think that That moment That record is going to you know what I'm saying is do you think it's gonna fly well if you think it's iffy or you think well if people think it this way then it's a hit no if, is if it's an outright hit in whatever moment you're painting even outside of crew Masego Tada was a record that's a little unorthodox right that's gold now right well platinum now right but that record's being played in Macy's you know what I'm saying it doesn't have to be a radio hit but it fits a mode where when that Ariana Grande record goes off. That Zara record. That record that like it's being played in Zara. You can throw to that one, and it fits. You're still shopping, and it fits. And now you're humming that melody. So you just gotta create a moment, and if that record fits that moment, it's a hit.
0: Well, let me rephrase the question, right? What is your process? Meaning, once you find out the song is hot, like even okay, got this record. I sent you a record. Break my records. You sent records what is your process to bake the record how many times are you plan it what is your process when do you think in your mind that I'm gonna break this record is that even a question is that is that and we can be honest here because this is honest conversation and I don't want nobody to take nothing back and be like oh my god he said this so what we being honest are we doing this are you going to generally take this record and just do it on your own or do you need some money you need a budget go ahead
3: okay so I'll explain it from how we did Crew, first and foremost, I think you got to define what breaking a record is and what it isn't. So for me, breaking a record is actually breaking that record in to show that it's going to stand the test of time, that the audience is not going to get tired of it. Some people think that breaking a record is just playing it for the first time or being the first DJ to play it in a certain space or radio, whatever. That doesn't mean anything. If you played the record one time but nobody cared, that means nothing. So with Crew, for example, uh, Marauder sent me the record. That was probably November, December. Yeah, November. That record didn't actually break until probably like March, April. So in between that, it was just... Over and over, pretty much every night, just playing it, playing it, playing it, playing it, playing it. To the point that you start to get reactions, till you start to get people to come to the booth, ask, what is this record? Start handing it out to other DJs. And, you know, the other DJs are not going to play it immediately until they see it actually work. So you got to keep playing it. You got to keep doing it. You got to keep doing it, doing, doing, doing it. You can't give up after you don't see it work for the first three months. Because it's probably not going to hit and probably until that fourth or fifth month.
0: So, okay. So y'all all all collectively made a decision to say we're going to push Crew and we're not going to stop.
6: So we kind of had no choice because initially when Crew came out and everyone thinks once you sign with a label, you don't got to do any work, right? It's not true. They didn't want Crew. We were on RCA. They didn't like the song. They said it was formatted abnormally. They said it goes hook, verse, verse, hook. So when I don't know if you remember when Crew came out, they had a radio version that went hook verse, and then it went to hook again, and then Shy's verse. It kills the momentum. And so we had to push that ourselves. They gave us no budget. It wasn't supposed to be on the album. We had to go out. I had to pull pull up on Chubby at wherever he is, K Meta, record a video of the DJs playing the song. We were posting it on his page, singing it to RCA, showing them, look, this record is working. Give us some budget. They weren't even trying to pay for the music video. They were just leaving us hanging. The video wasn 't shot until like March April once the record started they're like, "Oh, this is working, and it was a slow burner, so like sometimes you have to actually get out and do that physical work and get the dJs to play it and that 's because me and Malcolm took it upon ourselves to you know what i'm saying hit our homies up and say, "Look, this record is good, and flow is someone well, he 's not here yet, but flow is someone that's really great at that as well he will flow is going to push his records like you get a DJ behind you and he believes in that record. He going to push it. You know what I'm saying? He or she, they going to push the record. So just you make something good, put it on our hands and we're going to
3: push it that way. And I'm going I'm to hate that I have to say this, but don't be afraid to be annoying with that record. If that's the if this is the only product that you need to push for the next six months, make sure it is the only product that you're pushing for the next six months. The first thing in your conversation should be, hey, listen to my record every single time. And it's annoying and it's naturally annoying and it might put off put a lot of people. But I will tell you, honestly, there's been some artists that will hit me so much and I'm like, damn, I guess I got to play it because he's not going to leave me alone until I do. But it's honest. We're having an honest conversation. And sometimes, you know what? I I wouldn't recommend doing it, but for some people, it actually works, especially if you have a good enough record. A lot of times you don't have a good enough record, then don't try it. But that's to Nonchalant's point is you have to actually go out and see, ask your friends, ask around. If you're getting good vibes from the people that you're actually playing it for and everyone, as long as it's not yes men or telling you yes, this is worth you investing your time, money and energy into pushing, then keep pushing it until it works. Don't just accept the first no.
0: All right, Top. I know Top has spent real money on uh, records.
4: Uh, with me, like, even where I got ice, I pushed my music to the streets first, and the DJ had no choice but to play it, because it was in demand by the by the people in the city. So, like, even if you're trying to uh, chase the DJs, like, start off with the small DJs that's DJing somewhere where it's, like, 100 people, 200 people. Get them to break it, because if them 100 people like it, they're going to spread it on to the next 100 people, then the next 100 people, you know what I'm saying? So... I, don't, I ain't necessarily chase the big DJs, you know. I ain't chase the DJs at all, to be honest. I'm, you see me right now, and I got flies. So like, I hit the streets, and then it blew up from there. And they had no choice but to come to me and be like, "Man, send me that record." You know what I'm saying? Already had a good relationship with the DJs, but I wasn't pushing them to push my music. You know what I'm saying? They had to come get it. So you could take that route too. But why? But there's a reason
0: why you stop messing with the DJs, right?
4: You say there's a reason why?
0: Is there a reason why you start messing with the DJs or you didn't push to the DJs? We could talk about it. We can be honest.
4: I mean, uh, without the DJs, it ain't no reason. If you talking about the radio, well, the radio, when I first started rapping, I ain't know the I meant b- radio.
0: Huh? I meant radio.
4: Oh, yeah, radio. Well, when it comes to the radio, I was banned from the radio for like two years. Why were like, you banned? Because I had a mixtape called F*** the Radio, because... <laughs> <laughs> nah, to be honest, like, alright, so look.
0: I've got some wild tapes, T- posh on my dig,
4: fuck so, the So, right, like, this what this what happened right here. So, ah. was your was your goal to get banned, or
3: was, huh? what was the goal this like when you did that with that title? Was the goal to right, like? So, look, this is what it was.
4: I felt like I was hot, which I was. I had a big fan base, you know what I'm saying, when I started rapping. So, I felt like the radio ain't playing my s. You know what I'm saying. So, I made a mixtape called Fuck the Radio. And at that time twitter was popping well i ain't saying it ain't popping no more but twitter was popping twitter was it so i used to get a twitter joke every day so at that time when i made the uh mixtape the radio my fans attacked the radio people and they thought i made them do it but i didn't do it you know what i'm saying so i got banned from the radio for two years like literally like no djs was trying to mess with me because i got basically blackballed like they knew who i was they was my friends but they like look we can't do it because they said we can't do it, you know what I'm saying? So I had her actually, and I've never been a person that chased the radio or chased that type of stuff, but it was like, damn, play my stuff, you know what I'm saying, I'm hot. So I feel like for real, for real, I kind of changed the radio game in the DMV, because once that once that happened, then I started getting on there, it's like all these other songs start coming on. But you just got, I, I just say, push to the streets, you know what I'm saying? Because they gonna push you, and they gonna have to come to you.
5: I just want to shout I you didn't know I that.
4: <laughs> I didn't know
5: let that. Me, let me shout. Let me shout. Uh, top doll out real quick. My first show I uh, ever DJ did. Flo right
0: there. Okay, Flo, come on up.
5: My first show I ever did was with you at, uh, uh, the crystals skating ring. You know what I'm saying? And back then, even bro, I was younger. Sh- but I don't give a fuck where I went. Nigga seen your advertisement somewhere everywhere and i was like this nigga i don't know who the fuck this nigga is but this nigga shit everywhere you know what i'm saying I, I, I wasn't outside like that yet but even like today like it's a bunch of motherfuckers here and like i was curious i'm like damn ain't nobody got no no advertisement out here like i understand people got you got your cars of course we in the future qr but it's like if everybody's doing the same thing who gonna get through you know what i'm saying somebody gotta stand out like when you was doing that that shit stood out i come from the era when i first started doing music niggas was still listening to CDs. So I'd have been all over the country passing CDs out. i met endless, b- from New York, Texas, Cali, Atlanta, Florida, the Midwest. I didn't hand it b- out. I didn't shook a million people. hands. A lot of people in here I didn't have personal interactions with throughout the years and just, you know what I'm saying, being active. But I feel like when you're in the process of trying to break something or build anything, you gotta build relationships first. So back to the DJs. I used to go out with, you know, first of all, free booby. That's my father. I come from the Oi boys. You know what I'm saying? They've been out here since 01 well, doing hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Clubs, niggas wasn't even rapping yet. Niggas was. He was the first niggas in the clubs buying bottles, looking. You know what I'm saying? They said, "Forget the Go Go. We gonna go to the real clubs." And now everybody, you know what I'm saying? We in the real clubs now, popping bottles and looking like some. You know what I'm saying? It's part of the image. But I got to see them. You know what I'm saying? Get to. 106 in park get to bring big artists to the city like juvenile i'm in the studio with scarface seeing gucci man come through the city like juicy J. like you know what i'm saying really first hand seeing a lot of stuff and this is you know what i'm saying going out and reaching out and you know what i'm saying bring it back i'm seeing all these people here i'm not going to other places and seeing them at that time now i am but at that time i used to see them Go out to Atlanta, go out to Cali, go out to New York, build the relationships, and then bring people back. Just go out and be a good representation of the city. That way niggas want to come with us instead of just come through, get a bag of bliss, and then roll out. But back to, back to my original point, when I first started moving around and uh, going out by myself, I go straight to the DJ booth. You know what I'm saying? Even if I don't know him. Just gonna introduce myself, I'm news What you drinking on? Get him some to drink. I usually got some with me, maybe two. That way, you know what I'm saying, the DJ ain't lonely. And then, you know what I'm saying, I, I make a good impression the first time. They like, I remember that nigga, I fuck with that nigga. I don't even ask him to play no music. I just be like, hey, so and so, blah, blah, blah. A lot of times, them niggas already know who I am. So it'd be like a, a good thing to even, you know what I'm saying? I ain't too, like I ain't big headed or nothing. Like I, I understand I done did a lot of things. A lot of y'all might not know me, I'm Nucci, Southeast D.C. Wrap my ass off, Artist like a motherfucker. I got him signed with Atlantic. I done got off of Atlantic, I done made it through. I'm a Grammy board member, you know what I'm saying? An engineer, I engineered a lot of people. I've been doing this shit for a minute, but I feel like the, the biggest thing I done got from it or learned from it was being a good nigga and building good relationships.
0: All right, so Flo just walked in, and we got Chubbs. And so the question is, and I'm going to go back to Utah because I got a question after this. I'm going to let Flo and Chubbs answer. Um, But the question is, what is your process of breaking a record now? I'm not asking you what it takes. I'm not asking you about a hit. What is your process when you decide... What makes you decide I'ma break this record? Because for DMV artists, it's like, okay, we do got some hits. We got I made a list of damn near 100 singles. I thought it was pretty good. I listened to every last one of them. I did. I really did. There are great hits here. But what makes you decide that okay, I'm investing this record? You can say money. That's okay. But it, I mean, it is like let's let I me mean, let's be honest because we got to stop well, because it's not I'll, happening. We'll be honest. Yeah. So. And I'm not. not, That wasn't directed towards you, but we just kind of got to get it out the way. If it's like, do I need 50k to break this record, or like, what is it? Um, Yeah. So, what is your process to actually do this? How many times do you spend it, and what? How do you decide that?
7: How's everybody doing? Um, First off, my name is DJ Flow. Um, I'm on the morning show in Baltimore 92Q 92.3 every day 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. I DJ for Shy, Glizzy. Um, I manage a bunch of artists. I do a bunch of cool things out here. um, And I help a bunch of people. So to answer your question, I think it's a mixture of a bunch of things for me. One, the song has to be good. That's the key part of it. Um, And if you're aware of what your demographic is, and i see consistency because it's one thing when you see an artist it's like y'all got this record and then two weeks later i got i got this other record and then two weeks later i got this other record i'm looking like damn bro like you know what i'm saying like You already moved on to three songs, so I know you now work, I I know it's it's like throwaways almost. Now when I see our artist, and it's like, yeah, I've been working this record for two months, and it sound good, and you've seen him in the club, and I've seen you at events like this, and then I've seen you on the internet, of course, and I'm seeing you um, curate your own events around your record, and... You're having listening sessions and you're inviting DJs into your sessions to kind of like guide you with your sound because of course we have to play the record. So if you have a DJ, a part of your process, it makes it a little easier to get the record broken because you're working with the DJ who's playing with the song. They can guide you. There's certain things that we could teach you or show you that will help us. So when I see like a bunch of, those intangibles like put together I go alright this person makes sense cause I know it's not a waste of my time I know I can give this person all my resources and this person is going to do something with it so many times we link up with certain artists and they get that one record and then they lose they got their goddamn mind they don't want to do community service no more late to interviews late to shows and it's just like come on I knew this was going to happen you feel me so um i would say all those intangibles when you see somebody really putting in the work it makes it worth your worth your time
0: shout out to everybody that stepped in the room i see kim i see angie ang we're gonna get into our building infrastructure conversation in probably like 10 or 15 minutes but we get through breaking our records so chubbs i want to know is you go from east coast to west coast so i really want to talk about the west coast and what it, what the difference in between and what is your process of breaking a record Because you you play a lot in the West Coast. For me personally,
8: I like to judge the versatility of the record. So for me first, I need to find out how many times can I play this record and where can I play it at? Uh, I do a lot of different events, sometimes corporate, sometimes weddings, sometimes it's nightclubs, sometimes it's, you know, funerals, whatever. I do a lot of different type of events that are versatile. And every single record doesn't go in every single event. If you do have that record, then yeah, you know you're ahead of the rest. But every record isn't ten places versatile. Some records are only good in the car That's what we need to find out. That's a part of the initial research that I do. I also do um, a little social me- social media research as well. I'll type the song in the Twitter. I'll type the song in the Facebook. Whatever. I'll see what people are saying about it. I'll see where this is coming from. If I notice a trend somewhere, okay, boom. This is where the song is hot at. This is These are other artists that have songs similar to it. This They are making a wave in this area. This is something I need to pay attention to. Um, another thing that's very um, important to me is I'll ask other DJs from the area of where the song is coming from because that will help me align whether this record is something I need to be getting behind or I should just wait until this artist comes out and proves themselves a lot of people are um like scud missiles they'll throwaways like flo said artists and records there's a lot of artists just coming out just to be thrown away one record two records one feature one verse whatever it's up to us as djs to figure that out beforehand that way we're not laying this burden on you the uh the consumer um the difference between breaking on on one side rather than the other is more politics than anything. You're still gonna need a street team, you're still gonna need some type of presence to push yourself, whether it's a viral presence, whether it's an in-person presence, whether it's secondhand you, you move through an entity or something like that, it's all it's all different. But it's gonna take you to, to do some effort, to make some some bridge building of some sort, to put some relationships together that you didn't have previously. Uh, my personal process on breaking the record, um, I, I playlist very very oddly, so I, I have like over 3,000 crates. So I'll make a crate over and over and over and over and over and over again. So it helps me align with orders. So if I know exactly your, your song BPM after I've seen it, I know your tempo, I know what key it's in, everything else, I know that it belongs to this set with these records. And then if I could put it behind this record at this particular time, at this particular moment in the party, it's going to do this. If I put it behind this record behind this particular time of the party, it's going to do that. And that's how I, I judge everything. You, you have to kind of not manifest, but you have to understand where the direction of each record is going ahead of time. And then after that, you see what the results give you. So it's, it's a guesstimate, but you still have to make an
0: educated guess ahead of time. All right, I want to introduce Miss Cam. Everybody know who Miss Cam is? Represent
9: B. Moore. Yeah. And you can tell people, what is, what's the name of your project? My most recent project is called Two-Face.
0: It's called Two-Face, okay? I want to say that Miss Cam did not put this record on streaming at all, and it blew me. Because I was like, damn, I'm getting on Apple. And she took the time. She didn't do it until like a year. She did a lot for this record and so we're talking about the process of breaking a record and my main question to you is why did you do it like that? And and it, for people who don't know what you did, just bring briefly how you dropped your project. And it made a lot of noise. I don't know if Ms. Cam is on the Spotify ads, she's on shows, she's killing stuff. And I feel like it, a lot of artists should, that was just great. I wouldn't even thought about that. You did it really well. You realized really well. So I just want to you know, explain that to people.
9: Hello, everybody. Pardon me, I'm a little out of breath now. All right, thank you for having me. So, um, yes, my most recent project is called Two Face. I was very, very, very strategic with that, like extremely. I made that very clear to my team that uh, I'm gonna be doing this a little different than most artists do it. So you're gonna have to be patient with me. With me, it's always money first. I know a lot of people say that, but I mean that, and it shows. Um, I dropped my album on a streaming website called Bandcamp. If anybody's familiar with that, uh, you get your money directly from Bandcamp. Everybody, you know, they like the numbers. I like the numbers in my bank account. So, you know, I just stick to that for real. So I had a goal in mind and that was to, you know, see how far I could really take expanding my own fan base you know and seeing okay how loyal are the people that really support me because if you really do you won't buy my music you're going share my music you're gonna tell people that my music is good so there we have it we did that and um you know on top of that it was a pandemic i was trying to make some money you get know what i'm saying so i'm like look i don't got time to be faking all these numbers and these streams and stuff i got people to feed you know i got my own pockets to you know contribute to so Definitely put a lot of work into figuring out specific songs that I was going to perform, specific songs that I want to get on the radio, songs that I want to touch people's hearts, songs that, you know, you can bump in a car, you can do this, you can do that. It's a purpose-based song, you know, piggyback on what you were saying. You got to have an idea in mind for everything, you know what I'm saying? And for this project, it was definitely to show people, even as an immersion artist, you could really push your own stuff. And you know You can really Stretch it As far as you want to As long as you have A loyal fan base And you have that You have that gusto And you got that You know If you got that impact, Then people gonna follow it You know what I'm saying So I didn't really drop it On streaming Until a year later And then once I did that It was once again A strategic move Because I already knew Everybody already wanted it On streaming It was a moment You know Everything I do I make sure it's a moment You know And I feel like Nowadays, everything is like viral moments. I don't be going for that. You know, I go for moments that build my career to the next level. Every time I do something, I think that's very important for every artist to try to find out. All right, what is my moment going to be, and how can I expand on that and keep creating moments? So that's why I did with Two Face for real. Made a moment and keep keep on, you know, doing it.
0: So You wasn't
9: I'm not gonna say You don't care about radio But that
0: wasn't Your thought Like oh I need to get The attention of the major people When I drop this project Because I think a lot of artists Think directly Hey I need to make Spotify I need to make Apple I need to do this You didn't give a shit.
9: Did you Or I feel like I'm sorry I feel like uh, I feel like if you Study your sound in the craft And what's going on In the industry at the time You could kind of have An ear for What can go on the radio and what is going to pop? You get what I am saying. So, in essence, I did have a song FTCU that was specifically for the radio, specifically to get you know plays to get that okay, this is that song. You get what I am saying. Of course, that wasn't the goal, but I knew it could happen. So, I was like, all right, let's make that one. You know, even on um I had an EP called Birthday Pack, had a song on there called Nasty Ho, Ferk song. Like okay. there we go. That's, you know what I'm saying? And it's going to be points in your career where it's like, okay, you know your core values and what you want to get out of it. But you also got to play the game. You got to play it right if you want to do that. So, you got to do that. That's really dope, man. Clap it up for her. Like, if y'all, don't, if y'all need
0: to go get that Project Two-Face, I was really impressed. I thought with this panel that it was really important because I've, I've heard people's opinions. I've heard a lot of y'all. I see a lot of y'all comments. It's crazy. But nonetheless, the artists should have a part. So in order to break these record, we need different type of people a part of this conversation. Um, I want to go back because Kev, you didn't get to speak on it because you're at 300. So I want you to speak on it really quick. And I'm going to ask top my question. I'm going to open up the floor. Then we go to our last panel. And then, yep, we're going out of here, man. appreciate y'all. So, Kev, what yeah answer talk talk a little bit because we talked about a lot and you you, yeah so you do my he actually he actively does marketing he's actively working with no savage yeah
2: so um uh, just to give an introduction my name is kevin everybody from baltimore maryland um i started interning at 300 and then after college i was able to get a job there Uh, i work in the radio promotions i also do a little bit of marketing too um but one of the biggest things, just to wrap it up, one of the biggest things I learned, like everybody was saying, is like relationships is the biggest thing. Uh, like bro was saying, any spot I go to, any party, any lounge, like the first place I'm going to is the DJ. And it's and it's just because like um they, they creating the vibe and and a lot of people don't understand when you when you're an artist, um the DJs are the people that is, that are playing the music. So it's okay to have the fans, but you also want to have a relationship with the people that that are gonna play your records and promote your records, and not just you know sit in the house and and just bump them. They're gonna actually you know put them on the market and and um and promote them. Any any more questions?
0: The crowd answer, and then all right. So this is my question for tops and any it's not for Top. It's in reference to what tops said. Tops came out with a tape, said F- the radio. Okay. I know Malcolm, you want to answer, and there's a lot of people that have said the radio fuck DJs fuck me. You say me, it is me. I'm letting you know I don't change my mind. It's cool. I'm keeping the same energy, but is, is that a, is that a hindrance? Do you you because you said you felt like you got banned? I didn't necessarily feel that way, but maybe with DJs, I also wasn't in your position. If somebody says the artist is like fuck the radio. Does that make a difference to This is for the DJs and no audience' like mm-hmm. But this is for the DJs If they say f- the radio f- the DJs Are you still Going to pay attention Because that's almost Like they could be Emotional that day I don't know So what happens when they say f- the DJ Cause he Top felt like he got blackballed And that's, yeah. that's a lot that's-
7: So You go first? Yeah I'll, I'll go first I'll go okay.
3: first Um As Top kind of learned he got banned for you said two years or it felt like two years I don't know if that's I wasn't there at the radio at the time but getting banned from radio is a thing trade of truth is still banned from all radio one stations across the country it's been for like 10 15 years something crazy he made a joke about the PD or something like that and they've they've carried it you if, if I play a trade of truth record I will get fired yeah no it's a real thing so you're taking a risk by doing it and for you it might have worked at the time but I wouldn't recommend for anybody else to Right. It, it,
1: it's
3: it's it, yeah it's it's like the the WWF like I want to be a bad guy and think that's going to work and it might work. You might get fans from it. You might get interest from you know people on the internet are going to hype you up because there's a lot of people who want to say the establishment anyway. But is it necessarily like if Bird, if I say you and made in DMV, are you going to invite me out?
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, well, <laughs> no, exactly. I,
0: I used to respond to people, so but I don't anymore. So it's but, really
3: hard. You know, you business. catch. They say it's you catch more uh, bees with honey. So. Don't do not do that. It's not, it's, it's nine times out of ten, it's not going to work.
4: And even like me, like, it wasn't also like, it was just the name of my mixtape, and it wasn't me like picking at the radio. It was just like, all right, fuck it. I'm, I just got to do what I got to do. Like, fuck the radio. I'm not catering to them. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to hit these streets, and they're going to have to come holler at me when, it, and when I got ice came out. They came to holler at me. DJs can't holler at me. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I was every day, fuck the radio, fuck the radio, fuck them. I don't give a fuck. I don't need them. You know what I'm saying? We're just like, I, right, they ain't playing me. So it's like, them. You know what I'm saying? That, that's just how I felt at that time. You,
6: I think I think also, though, like, I'm not a radio DJ. I'm a tour DJ. So all that when people are like, the DJ, whatever, that don't bother me, honestly, because I'm, I'm just saying, in reality, it don't you know what I'm saying? It don't the re, but even if they say f*** the DJ, I need a product. You know what I'm saying? I need a product to play in certain environments, right? If I'm at a festival and you're an artist that makes music that works at a festival, like, for instance, this young lady right here, Zariah, she makes music. I've been waiting to be outside to play her music because I do festivals that are alternative, right? And so I can I can, I can, can go to Lightning in a Bottle on May 28th, right? I'm going to be at that festival. There's like black coffees there. So many different alternative artists. I could go doing my preset and play her music. And if she got on there and said, F the DJ, I don't care because there's only one of her. You feel me? And I need it. Cool. I'm going to still play this shit. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? It just, it's just what it is. I got a job to do. You feel me?
7: And hold on, hold on, bird. Okay. And another person, I'm a, I'm a radio DJ myself, and I see the tweets and all that, you know, I'll be on Twitter. I don't give a I see the goddamn tweets, and i argue with a bunch. i probably argue with you already. Probably got some of y'all blocked in here for real. And being honest, I think it's a, a misconception. You don't need radio, right? That's the key. I'm on the radio and I can tell you this. is the truth. Radio's like the the icing on top. You feel me? It's if you already have a record in motion and it's already doing well. Like, say you got a million views on YouTube. You got half a million streams. That might be something you want to, you know, push towards the radio. But you don't need the radio to get on. So I wouldn't have frustration with any vehicle that is not beneficial to me you feel me, until I need it, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool, like, of course, but you got to remember, in our, in our place, you're competing against the world. So I know a lot of people do the, oh, y'all should be supporting the local, blah, blah, blah. Cool, understandable, but we had a pandemic, radios took a hit, so now you, we, you're going against the world. When you drop a record, you're going against the new DJ Khaled record, the new little baby record. It's only amount, a certain amount of slots that you can honestly get in. So you have to make an undeniable situation. There are certain records that are out there who are just undeniable. Your you pull up, hop outs, your all talks, your I Got Isis, your. It's just cruel. It's just certain records that have been undeniable. And you have to remember these people came out of nowhere. People didn't know Will. That was Will's first record gone. You feel me? Like Shorty Shorty from Baltimore. Like it just. They came out of nowhere, so it can happen for anybody. And they, that didn't happen with radio. It was like a collective of the entire DJ community and clubs and socialites and Instagram. And it was just a collective of the community. So you don't need radio. The community can hold you down. If it's undeniable,
3: though, that's key. And to take it a step further, it's, you know, from Nonchalant's point earlier where she was saying she was broke, you know, her record was broke from playing in a room full of DJs nowadays you know top said you don't even really need the DJ you kind of can force the DJ to play your way you know TikTok is the number one music curation place in the world right now you know there's songs that are existing and getting millions of plays that eventually somebody like Kev is going to hit me and be like yo this song is getting X amount of streams it's Booming on TikTok You got no choice But to play it And at that point I don't have any choice But to play it Because the club Wants to do Whatever TikTok dance Is popping at the time I gotta play that Because it's hot So you don't really Need to go The same channels That you once did For music It's a whole new Day in which It's just about Generating your own Fan base And moving forward From there
1: um, Yeah and I wanna I, wa- I will say this Because these are um, A few incredible DJs I've been pretty much, and I'll keep it quick. I've, I've been in every slot up here. I've been the artist. I worked at WPGC in middays and then in the evenings. And then I was also, and I'm also a DJ. So I'm looking at it from all these point of views, how they broke my record, how they actually broke 5 O'Clock. They took 500, no, they took, yeah, 5,000 copies of 5 O'Clock to the Million Man March, and they passed out five thousand copies to five thousand black men. That's how they broke. Be standing on the corner. Five o'clock. At five o'clock in the morning. That's how they broke Damn. five o'clock. So but what I wanna say to you guys, and what I wanna say, all these DJs are important. Radio, all that is important, but just like there are a million DJs. There are a million. There are a million rappers right now. A million DJs. We've all been in a mall where somebody's DJing. Has anybody been in a mall at Macy's or wherever somebody's DJing? That's an important DJ. Just because that D- you don't know who that DJ is but that's an important DJ. So take advantage of the the DJs that you might not think are on the radio or whatever, but there there are DJs that are on YouTube. There are DJs that are in a lot of places that have millions of followers and that that dj could be the dj you passing and don't feel like you need to give them because they're not at the joy luck club and they're not going no just right 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 so just just because you don't know where that dj is so take advantage of if you 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 i know everybody in here knows other djs djs in your family you got it's a dj at the family reunion does the dj at your family reunion have your music that's the that's the kind of questions you need to ask yourself to get get the boots on the ground. You want to absolutely who doesn't want to get it to, you know, your your or your DJs on the radio and like he said, you don't need the radio DJ. At this point, the radio DJ should be asking you for your song. The radio DJ should be asking, I have people that will hit me and be like, I heard about so and so in your area. And I'll be like, uh, I don't know who it is, but you know, I'll find out. But that's what you want you want them to want your music of course we want to i i did it i would do it i would do it if i was you i would if i see a dj absolutely but outside of that make them want your music Make them have to come and find you because so many other people are playing your music. I'm telling you, I'm telling you what I know. I know everybody got 13 year olds in your family. I know you got 12 year olds in your family. I know you got 15 year olds in your family. You got nine year olds in your family. If you have a clean version of your song, make sure every child in your family has your song. If they can play that, if it's something that they can play, that's who you want. Because they will, Cause those are the people that are calling the station over and over and over and over and say, can I hear this song? Can I hear this song? Can I hear this? They have time to do that. That's who's requesting records. That's who you need to have. make sure you have that has your music. You don't have time to be calling no station. Who in here is calling the station four or five times a night to request a record? Nobody. But I bet a 12-year-old is. She got all night long to sit and watch Instagram and listen and hope and pray that they play her record. That's who's calling. So that's who needs to have your record. And if you don't have a record for her, make one for her. Make a version for her because she's going to be singing it because it's going to be a hit. She's singing the baby and he definitely saying stuff she shouldn't be saying, but she's singing it. So make one for her so she can call them a thousand times and request your record. (laughs)
9: i <laughs>